All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Those deep, uh, sultry tones, uh, Brandon Douglas. Learning the uh, the ropes on the Gregor show, well, uh, we like it. So uh, welcome him to the show. I'll uh, have a bigger role here in the the coming days, which will be a lot of fun. Lots going on, of course. If you're a sports fan, are you kidding me? There's so much happening. Golf weekend. Uh, Corey Connor struggles on Sunday. Continue. We'll get to that a little bit uh, later on in the show. We'll have uh, Chris Jones uh, give us his thoughts on the Elks first preseason game they have their home preseason game this weekend they'll have a i guess a bye if you want to call it that uh, they don't play in the final preseason weekend and they'll kick it off so i wonder if, if the coach likes that or not or do you want to play one game then have the bye who knows we'll find out from uh, gm and head coach chris jones after the chronicles brought to you by action electrical family-run business for 50 years they've become one of the most diversified electrical contractors in alberta four projects Service projects, tag and energy and solar, both commercial and residential. Check it out at actionelectrical.net as uh, Tom Gazzola joins us. Tom, let's start with the golf. And, you know, Brooks Kepka wins. Corey Connors was right there. And, you know, he had the tough hole on, on Saturday. And then on Sunday, really just, you know, struggled five over and wasn't really in contention at all. Kind of disappointing end to what looked like a, a really good start to the weekend. Awesome start to the weekend for Corey Connors. Uh, you know, lots of hope and expectation, I suppose, because you kind of, I mean, we've got a bunch of Canadian guys, Hughes, Hadwin, uh, obviously Connors is part of that, where they're, they're right there. And I know sometimes they've, they pull off the wins, but that would have been huge to win the PGA Championship. And 
I was I flipped on the TV, Greg's, and I know Connors was a, a shot or two back going into Sunday, and I was like, okay, like don't be one of those classic Sunday meltdowns for a Canadian. And and I I don't know I feel like a lot of people have that same kind of like just hang in there do it make it happen go for a big run and and uh, it didn't work out it was another one of those tough Sundays for Corey Connors but that weekend did have a lot of tremendous stories obviously Kepka with the win like good for him looked like he had a great time yesterday at the Panthers game um, and then Michael Block was. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal. But, you know, we're always rooting for our Canadian guys. Corey Connors, it was so promising for the first three rounds. And then it was one of those ones. And, and I I feel like people would resonate with me when I say, yeah, you, you kind of just hope that they pull through our Canadian guys on the Sundays. And, you know, you expect the worst. And, unfortunately, a lot of times it happens. That's nah, tough. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, they had a really good first three days, and then it's just unfortunate. And that, and that's kind of been Connor's mo, I think. And I, and you know, we had Bob Weeks on, and he feels it's more between the ears than anything else. Yeah. Because he's he's obviously got the ability. He's one of the best ball strikers out there. But for whatever reason, I don't know if you call it the Sunday yips, but uh, that's going to be that's something he's going to have to figure out because the Sundays aren't going anywhere. So you're going to have to figure it out to, to be able to just play as well as you did and, and just look at it as, hey, this is just another day at the course. I played her all the time. Who cares? So right. obviously easier, easier said than done. I'll, I'll just say this to add on to that, Greg, as a final thought on, on the PGA this weekend. Like if, if guys like Connors and Hughes and Hadwin and, and they get there to on Sundays and they get to that position where, where they're within striking distance or they're leading a tournament – if they continue to put themselves in those positions, at some point, it'll it'll settle in, it'll click in, and and they'll know how to deal with that uh, expectation and the weight of of the championship Sunday, and and they'll start converting on those. So the fact that they're getting there and they're on the cusp is is a good thing, and ev- eventually experience kicks in, and uh, you know how to handle those situations. So hopefully they keep putting themselves into positions to succeed and we're not talking about a sunday uh blues type of day well it would be great uh, when that could happen um the uh florida panthers are they're up three nothing i think the series well the series is over it's just a matter of how many games it's going to be over in carolina's lack of offenses which i thought was an issue has come to the fruition mm-hmm. for them um, I, I saw a mixed reaction last year. Everybody really liked uh, Brady Kachuk being around. Some Ottawa fans are like, what? "Come on, it's too much." I'm like, "Why?" It's his brother, and you know what? So he was uh, he met uh, Brooks Kepka, and he was jokingly, you know, drinking out of the uh, the PGA Championship cup and stuff like that. Like, I don't understand why people think having fun in May is going to be a negative for Bodie. Trust me, he would much rather be playing. And, and part of me wonders if him being around there just adds fuel to him to. You know, to keep motivated, like, you know what? I got to get here. We got to get at least into the dance sometime. Yeah, I I, I think you can never please people uh, completely. And there's going to be those that are saying, you should be focused on training this and that. I'm sure he's taking care of that. But I actually don't mind the personality of the Kachuk brothers. Sometimes it can be over the top. Yes, they can be annoying. Um, you know, they're not for everybody. But, like, him having fun watching his brother. Like, Greg, you have siblings i've got siblings if my brothers were having success and i'm in the same field of work as as them and i'm on a rival team or company i don't care i'm gonna go have fun if i'm out of it 
I'm going to go and enjoy. So I, I really think that it's nice to see a little bit of personality. We complain about hockey players not having personality. Well, here, here are a couple brothers who have a ton of it. Is it for everyone? No. But they're having fun. They're enjoying themselves. Uh, they're with Brooks Kapka, who you know just won that PGA Championship. Like this is a good thing, and I like seeing stuff like that. Him, you know, drinking out of the Wanamaker Trophy, putting it on his head. Uh, Kepka looked like he was having a great time. I don't know if you saw the clapping uh, video of him that went viral. The meme, like I don't know what he was, how much he had drank or or what else he was partaking in, but uh, like to me. We talk about personality and a lack of it from hockey players. Well, here's a couple of guys that are showing it and supporting themselves, their brothers. I have nothing against it whatsoever. And you know what? We see it in other sports, too. We've seen the Manning brothers support each other. Look at the Kelsey brothers in the NFL as well. Those guys are one another's best, biggest fans. Like, it's good. There's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't take away from when they need to perform for their respective clubs at all. They take care of business, but when they're away from the field or away from the rink or they're not in it anymore, they're enjoying and, and celebrating their, their siblings. And I think it's great, and I like the, the viral videos. I like the memes. Bring it on. That kind of thing is, is actually good. It's wholesome, and uh, those guys are rambunctious. So I like the Brady Kachuk stuff, honestly. I don't, I don't see much of a, uh, an issue with it uh, yeah. whatsoever. Um did you happen to watch the uh, the CFL game that was streamed online yesterday? Yes. Did you watch it? What did you think of the quality? <laughs> well, the the quality was good. Good on the CFL for, for putting out a, a solid stream. I actually uh, put it on my TV. I hooked up my computer to my TV through the HDMI cable. And yeah. the stream, I had it on 1080p the entire time, or 1080. And uh, it was really good. Um, and they, hooked, they synced up the uh, Stamps broadcasters. To the, to the video feed, and it worked out really good. I was talking to Dusty Nielsen. We shot the oil stream uh, today on location, and uh, he's going to be doing the game, it sounds like, this Saturday. Um, so the, the CFL is making a point of turning these uh, streams into good quality productions. Is it going to be a TSN broadcast? No. But uh, I thought yesterday's stream was really well done. You know, you get the scoreboard feed matched up with the – the uh, play-by-play from the radio crew, like I talked about, and I thought it was perfect. It, the only thing was uh, the, the first half went by, I think, in about an hour, which was great, and then the thunderstorm hit, and the delay was just as long as the first half took. And uh, by the time, you know, they got to the second half, you're watching and see, and, you know, it was neat to see some of the guys. It was good to see Kai Loxley under center uh, playing quarterback, and uh, I thought French had a good game, maybe – uh, that continues if he gets into the next game. I'm, I'm sure he will. I thought he was an impact player for the Elks yesterday. So uh, all in all, grades, I have to give the, the CFL a thumbs up on that because uh, there's a lot of times where we can rip on the league, and, and rightly so. Sometimes not rightly so, wrongly so. But uh, they got that one right yesterday. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty. Now, I, I watched the first half and then had to go, so I didn't watch the uh, uh, the second half. And obviously, as you mentioned, uh, it was delayed. It's always difficult because of, you know, who's playing in that game. And, you know, there was not a lot of starters in there. There's some young guys, and we have Coach Jones coming up right away. So I'm kind of yeah. curious to see. Uh, you know, I'd expect a few cuts today. But 
I wonder because of, you know, if we'll delay their cuts or does he want to get down after next weekend so he kind of can go with his whole main team and have an extra week of practice? So, Or does he want to save his guys and not have that? So that's right. one of my, my, my questions for him. And, uh, Tommy, I know that uh, it is Connor Halley's um, wedding the, this weekend. Yep. And, you know what, uh, after, uh, you know, there was the uh, the wedding ceremony of the Giants-Marlins game, are you kind of surprised that Connor didn't wait and get married at a Chargers game? A little bit. <laughs> um, how about the, this couple that gets married? I think it was in the seventh inning stretch of that Giants game at T-Mobile Park uh, with 30,000 people watching on the video board. Interesting. And obviously they're huge Giants fans. Now, when it comes to our boy Connor Halley, uh, I don't think Ashley would go for that, although it would be a sweet trip to go down to a Chargers game and, and watch them at SoFi Stadium and see Connor get married. So um, I'm sure it crossed his mind. And as you know, Greg, knowing and working with Connor for so long, uh, he is a diehard sports fan, and he would probably be open to getting married at a Chargers game, but uh, rightly so. Uh, Ashley probably would kibosh that, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to this Saturday. That's for sure. I think we're going to have a good time. Maybe you and I will have a libation or two. Maybe a China White with Strutty. And uh, we'll celebrate our boy, Connor Halley. And you know what? It's kind of funny to see people get creative with their nuptials. And uh, that one couple yesterday uh, at the Giants game getting married during the seventh inning was uh, just another one to to add to the list of weird marriages at uh, sporting events. A lot of ideas for Tom Gazzola when the day comes. Well, one day, Greg's one day we'll find Mrs. Wright, and uh, maybe we'll make it happen at a at a baseball game, football game, hockey game. I don't know. She'd probably say no. Oh, I just see Tom Gazzola, the, the battle for the garter belt on uh, Saturday. That's really what I'm <laughs> I'm I'm watching very intently to see how serious you take that. This stage so, of your life, buddy, you got it. You know what? If you believe in lucky things. You got to be out there, you know, creating some space, elbows up. So we'll yeah. be uh, Strads and I will be watching and cheering you on heavily for that. Well, of course you will be. Of course you will be. Encouragement from the boys. That's uh, always best. I love that positivity. Team players, buddy. Team players. That's right. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks, Greg. It's Tom Gazzola in the Chronicles, brought to you by Action Electric. We'll find out from Connor after Coach Jones. Uh, did he ever contemplate getting married at a Chargers game? Was it considered? I think I know the answer. I've met his lovely uh, soon-to-be wife, but still, I wonder, like, how serious did the negotiations go? When we come back, uh, the Elks played this yesterday. They play again Saturday. Then they have, the I guess you want to call it the bye week for for preseason. Is it a good or bad thing? And who stood out in the eyes of the coach and the GM? Two separate guys. We'll find out next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 528, up to the Sports Center, TSN 1260. Get to the uh, Elks report, brought to you by... Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. Proud supporter of numerous youth sports teams and charities. It's nextgentransportation.com. And, of course, the Elks kicked off the uh, 2023 season yesterday in Calgary. Preseason game uh, delayed a little bit by uh, rain, but they got it in. And uh, now the evaluation uh, continues all week long, leading up to their second preseason game at home on Saturday. Head coach and GM Chris Jones joins us once again. Coach, uh, welcome back to the show. And um, you, know, you had lots of guys. How difficult is it you know, to get a real evaluation on players? Because you've got to make tough decisions and really kind of limited reps, at least in games anyway, for some of these guys. 
Yeah, I mean, we didn't have but a few days to practice. We uh, we had the first game. We had about five good solid days with the vets. And uh, the good thing is we did get uh, a lot of reps with our rookies prior to the vets getting in. And we uh, went down last night. We didn't – I think we uh, – I think it was about 20, 21 guys that we left behind. So a lot of the veteran guys that uh, people are familiar with, we left, uh, we left here so that we could get a good solid evaluation on the rookies. And um... – I know that what you see live is one thing, Coach, and then uh, what you see on video the next day. Uh, I guess let's start at the position. Uh, give me your thoughts on, on Deji at quarterback, and, and what would you like about him? Yeah, I mean, he managed the game really well. He threw the ball really well. He came in. Uh, uh, Kyle was having an issue with his wristband, and uh, he came in, and we threw the ball on the first on the very first play he was in there, and he completed the ball. And, you know, he's uh, he's – uh, coach's son and, and the game's slow for him so he's a guy that uh, that can manage the game and and he did some very nice things how difficult is it you know to to evaluate your guys if the other team isn't playing a ton of you know experienced players or is it still a hey i'm looking for like on special teams for instance a lot of times you've always talked about you're just looking for guys who can go flat out all the time obviously they got to stay in their lane but for the most part it's it's more about will and desire but you know what about maybe defensive reads like when you're looking at secondary guys how hard is it to evaluate them if they're not going up against kind of proven cfl receivers yeah, well, they played. They played a lot of their starters last night, especially defensively. I mean, their entire defense played a quarter and a half. So, I mean, that was the one good thing. Is I mean, I felt good at halftime. I think we had three hundred twenty, three hundred thirty yards, something like that. We ran the football effectively. So, you know, it was a, a pretty good barometer. Uh, you know, for those guys, and uh, I was real proud of how they uh, how they responded, especially after you know we drove down the day of the game. So, it was a pretty pretty long day for them. Yeah, like your offensive guys definitely got a test for for sure. Um, where where do you come out on strategy now, Chris? Uh, moving into to your second and final preseason game, when, when you kind of have almost like a bye week between that and then the start of the regular season, do you want to cut down so you have more practice time with your group, or do you want to uh, do you want to carry as many guys as possible just to not have fatigue in practice? Well, I mean, we're not going to cut down until we, uh, you know, until after this game. And once this game's over, I mean, we're pretty much going to have our team, and we've got a couple of weeks before we play Saskatchewan. So, uh, what it does do, it gives us a chance to get over some bumps and bruises and get, you know, a couple guys that have been nicked up with soft tissue stuff. We should be able to bounce a couple of those guys back and, uh, and be, you know, full speed to go into uh, Saskatchewan. Last year you had injuries significantly all year long at, at different times, and arguably for two years now in Edmonton, that's that's been an issue. Knock on wood, uh, how are you health-wise right now? Pretty good. I mean, we've got about five or six guys. I think we've got two of them that are out for the year. Uh, unfortunately, one of our offensive linemen last night, he uh, it looks as if he's going to be out for the entire year and have to have surgery on his knee. And then we had another offensive lineman earlier, Thomas, and that he's uh, he's going to be out for the year as well so we've got a couple of them and and uh, then we've got i think three or four more that are going to be you know have to start the year on six game now chris who uh, who had season ending uh, issue yesterday uh well that was the, the kid that we drafted this year he's a, again he he gutted it out he played the whole the whole uh game and and i was just really really proud of him and 
you know, the the draft for us, it, it's been pretty solid. I mean, Apollon, uh, unfortunately, had a soft tissue injury earlier in camp, and it's gonna he's going to remain out until probably week one when we play. I think he will be able to bounce back. His brother that was with us last year, unfortunately, won't be back till probably, I'd guess, week three, you know, two or three. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody else has kind of come back and been able to, to do some good things. Grahovic is, uh, he's really, yeah. he's really looking solid. Uh, you know, so I think that, uh, like I say, draft wise, we feel pretty strongly that we, that we had some good, good kids to add to our group. Chris Jones joins us at Sports Theater TSM 1260. Any of the players that are currently on your suspended list, are you expecting them to show up? No, we'll see. You know what I mean? I worry about the guys that are here more so than the guys that aren't. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of been my adage. I, I take it from Don, you know. I mean, if they're not there, they're they're not there for a reason. And, you know, when uh, when they do show up and, and uh, you know, we'll worry about them at that point, you know. But right now I'm worried about the ones that are here. Okay. No, I was just curious if you felt like some of the guys, maybe it was just a personal issue and they'd be coming soon, but it uh, doesn't sound like that's the case. So, yeah, um, you look. No, it's, it's you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, my my days are so busy that I can't sit there and worry about, you know, people that, that aren't in our building. So that's kind of, that's kind of, I'm not, you know, not trying to be, you know, smart or nothing. It's just the way it is, you know. Uh, we've got some awful good kids in our room, good guys working hard, staff wise, player wise, operations wise, and, uh, so we've got to worry about those and make sure that we're making the right choices with the ones that are here. Chris, I was reading a lot of reports, people saying that Taylor Cornelius looked good. Um, you're the coach. You saw him the last few years. What have you liked about his camp? Uh, what has he improved in your eyes, at least through training camp? Well, I know the first year he had trouble, you know, with interceptions. I mean, his touchdown interception rates, been, you know, was, was not very good. He improved upon that last year. Quarterback rating slightly improved year two over year one, and then if you look at if you look and you go back and you look at history of quarterbacks from Mike Riley to Ricky Ray, and you can keep on going. I mean, the third year is is when most of the guys will make their jump. I know uh, his efficiency rate during uh, during our first five six practices has been just through the roof. His completion percentage is over sixty percent. He averages the most per catch. Uh, you know so. He's, uh, he's, and he hasn't thrown an interception, knock on wood. So we, uh, you know, he's done a real good job of, of managing our football team. And he certainly has the ability to move around if, if protection breaks down. So I, I look for big things from him. You have lots of depth and different skill sets in your receiving core this year. And, you know, hey, any quarterback, you need some good receivers. Obviously, you need a good offensive line. But, you know, looking at, at Eugene Lewis and, and Dylan Mitchell and Dunbar Jr., et cetera. Do you feel your offense is is going to be more dangerous? Are we expecting you to be even more aggressive offensively this year? Well, I mean, we we need to be able to run the football effectively, and we've got you know uh, Kevin Brown's back. KB's uh, you know he averaged you know six six a carry. He was, was averaging like seven seven and a half a carry, but then got nicked up. But you know we've got to be able to run the football effectively, and then certainly he can have his choice as to you know who he wants to throw the football to because all those guys that you mentioned are good players. And you, and again, we we a lot of times forget about Swerve, and Swerve has as many big plays as anybody during camp. Who has stood out for you on the offensive line that maybe you, you maybe had a better camp than you were expecting? 
Well, I tell you what, I've been really impressed with the entire group. They, they seem to be more aggressive in the team run aspect. Uh, you know, Sorrells is one of those hard-nosed guys, and, you know, he, he gets them to play hard and play right to the edge. And, and uh, you know, even even a, a bigger guy like Foucault, who, who normally is, is more just kind of shielding guys, kind of like what Sorensen used, you know, just okay. more of a, uh, a shield guy. Well, Sorensen finally figured out late that he's big enough to push people around. It looks as if uh, Foucault certainly uh, is being extremely aggressive. Mark Court. Uh, you know, he's been the kind of the brains behind the thing and makes all of our calls at the center position. He's even, you know, uh, been extremely, extremely aggressive. And, and that's, that's what we've got to do. We've got to find that edge and, and, and bring that blue-collar attitude uh, and, and kind of mimic, you know, where we're at, you know, here in, in Edmonton. You know, we've got tough people here, uh, people that work hard, and that's what we need to be. Chris Jones joins us, a head coach and GM of the Elks. Of course, uh, they play their uh, home opener in the preseason on Saturday, and then they have a week off, and then they will start the regular season. Um, I know, Chris, you've always talked, you love competition. You want to bring in guys, you want them to compete for jobs, and may the best man win. Which defensive matchups, if you want to call it that, head-to-head, are you looking forward to seeing most on Saturday for your team defensively? Is it like, is it a outside linebacker spot that you really like, Hey, that one's really kind of caught my eye. I've got two guys really battling. Is there one or two spots on the defensive side of the ball that you see are really up for grabs and should be something that fans should be watching for on Saturday? Well, we've, we've got six pretty good DBs. They all have pretty good size. You know, they're all over six feet tall and, and we've got two halfback positions that we're looking to find out who's going to be, you know, line up at those spots. And it's one of the toughest positions that you can play in the Canadian Football League because yes. you're covering guys with emotion and uh, in the slot. So we uh, we certainly have had a little bit better camp, you know, in man-to-man coverage, and and we look forward. And that's about all we played the other night versus Calgary. And uh, you know, I look forward to to the challenge of seeing Winnipeg rolling here in three days. I wanted to ask you about the man-to-man, Chris. Is are you looking to play more man-to-man defensively this year? Do you feel like your group is you've got the guys that can play the system that you want and play it aggressively? Yeah, you, there's no doubt. I mean, the, you, we got to be able to four-man pass rush and we got to be able to play man-to-man, you know, coverage. I mean, that's what you have to do in order to play great defense. If you're always having to scheme up pressure and having to, you know. Think often sometimes. 49, I'm at Sports Center, TSN 1260. Welcome back to the Gregor. By PlayAlberta.ca. You can always text us 101260. Email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, Gregor, TSN 1260.ca. Guys, Stu here. I don't even want to begin to say how disappointed it was for another year as a season ticket holder. I just want to see them win one game at home. What improvements have you seen? Or is it the same old Elks? Well, I think their quarterback play is going to be a lot improved, Stu. And guess what? If you have better quarterback play, you got a better chance. They're going to, I'm going to say it. Here's my obvious game day season prediction. The Elks are going to win a home game this year. Book it. Now, are they going to win five out of four or five out of nine? We'll see. But they got to win at least that many. I would hope. Anyway, let's get to uh, Help Me Understand, brought to you by Elite Promotional marketing and you know what hey they got uh, you want uh, jerseys made they can crest all your jerseys you want special t-shirts made they can do all the embroidery logos you have fun events going on golf tournaments stags you name it they'll make it at elitepromomarketing.com I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'm afraid I don't understand. Understand? Do you? I don't understand. What? 
Help me understand. It's too technical for a layman to understand. So, here is here's just my one. And I, honestly, to me, everybody's going to have their own opinion. So I don't, I don't really care who you vote for. But my question is this. When I look at, at the advancements in sports, look at, look at how things have changed in the sporting landscape over the years. Right, rule changes. Uh, you know, there's been an introduction of, of analytics, scientific-based stuff, some number crunching to to try to make better decisions. Not all are right. I know some people think if you have analytics, guarantee success. It doesn't. Most teams have it. Some use it differently than others. Some use it more than others. Some use it less. Some use it less. Win. Some use it more. Win. All depends. But there's been changes. There's been zero change in our how we run governments, our election process. Nothing's really changed. Why? Right? Like, you think about it. Lying's, like, acceptable. People are like, ah, well, politicians lie. And we've just accepted it. And and I'm like, why? Right? Like, I don't understand it. Why? Think about that. You, as parents, what's the one thing you tell your kids when they're right? Okay, don't lie. Right? Just tell me the truth. Don't lie. Everything will be okay. Yet, a politician, like, well, geez, you know, but that's who I'm voting for, so it's okay. It's not. We need to demand more. I don't care what party you vote for. I, I saw the fact checkers after the debate, and it was like both had lied. Now, obviously, Smith, according to this fact checker, had way more. And But to me, it's it should be that shouldn't be acceptable. So help me understand why we allow it. And what can we do to change it? Because it's got to change. And like sports has evolved, lots of things has evolved. Technology is changing all the time, but our, nothing has really changed in politics, other than it seems that there's some extreme right or left that doesn't benefit anybody. But the actual process of it, like as we've made improvements and everything else, help me understand why we've made none in that arena. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. I can't understand. It. I'm trying to rationalize it. I don't get it. And you think it's more important now than ever. But we're not doing things to make it better. That's just disappointing. So I don't get why. I don't really get why at all. And a lot of, honestly, there's a lot of people who kind of feel the same way. Hey Gregor, you're bang on. I don't understand it, but I'd love to see it. Hey, me too. Like I have some ideas, but we need to have more of it. Hey, Gregor, just because they have power, just like when Bettman lied to your face, too much power from Jack. It's a fair point, Jack. It's a very fair point. So, hey, but power comes responsibility. It shouldn't come with uh, abuse of power. So, whatever you do, though, this week, make sure you vote. I, You know what? It's your choice to vote for whoever you want. Make sure you show up and vote. Otherwise, what are you doing? Like, these are some pretty important times for us. So get out there. Vote. Read up on it. Take some research. You got a week. Research. On behalf of uh, Jason Strudwick, Connor Halley, also uh, Brandon Douglas, I'm Jason Greger. If you missed any parts of the show, go to uh, tsn1260.ca for the podcast or jasongreger.com. All the interviews are there. Tomorrow, we got Mike Rupp. Uh, We'll talk uh, NBA Finals, potentially, NHL. Uh, Also, the orders tomorrow. We're going to go through uh, one target that I don't really understand why everybody's so excited about. We'll get into it tomorrow. We'll start off the show with help me understand why everybody's so high on this one guy and thinking that that's the fit for Edmonton, because I don't think it is. Let's get to a Sports Center update with Brandon Douglas, brought to you by 
the Edmonton Police Service. They're hiring a fast-paced career that isn't your typical 9-to-5. Learn how you can join the team. Visit newepsrecruits.ca. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 